Welcome to that classical podcast. This week, Beethoven and Schubert. Hello. Welcome to episode seven of that classical podcast. How are we doing? We're we're doing so good. So great. So so, so great. Good. Yeah, um, so today we're bringing it back to talking about some composers. Two composers got a little something to do with each other, namely Beethoven and Schubert. A little summer summit. A little summer uh, summit. Yeah, yeah. Beethoven, as I called him, till I was about eight. Beethoven. I was a slow child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm super super excited <laughs> to get going. I love that Beethoven. Nice. So we're going to start off with you first, I think. We're going to oh have a little bit of Franz Schubert. Franzi. Franzi, yes. And as you know, when we do two composers in an episode, we do a 60-second bio. Oh, baby. Which just, you know, puts across the the vital statistics just and information. Just their life, their The bio. most important things do about Do we need them. a theme tune for this segment? Yeah. You're going to suggest the old one, and I know what it is. It's 60 seconds. Time to listen. I said before and I said it again. Seconds. Not for me. Let's sixty seconds. What does Simon Cowell say? Like, no. <laughs> it's, Some, sometimes it's he says so that. Dull. Look at my trousers. Anyway, um, should I just go for it? Have you got Have you got a phone ready to time? I've got uh, a timer right in front of me here. I've honestly never in my life been as nervous as I am before these things. They're intense. They are. I believe in you. You got this. Uh, you got this, mate. All right, three, two, one, me, and then we'll do it. Okay. All of Franz Schubert's life in sixty seconds. Oh, three, two. One, go. Franz Peter Schubert was born in January 1797 in Himmelfortgrund in Austria. His dad was a teacher, his mum was a housemaid, and he had at one point a crap ton of siblings. He started playing violin at piano at around seven years old and began to develop a, develop a talent for music, writing it, playing it, and indeed singing it. It was his super singing that eventually came to the attention of Antonio Salieri, my favourite wannabe villain of all time. And it was uh, it was Salieri who t- tutored him uh, uh, from the age of eight years old uh, in music theory and composition. In 1812, his voice broke, though, so he sacked him singing and trained as a teacher. In 1814, Schubert finished training as a teacher and began to teach at his father's school, which he massively hated. He continued lessons with Salieri. He tried to Soprano called Therese, but he wasn't allowed because of his financial disability. Probably worth saying that Schubert was nicknamed Trammel, which meant tubby or little mushroom, and he wasn't quite five foot tall, so Therese probably had a lucky escape. In 1818, Schubert sacked in the teaching to uh, receive music. Schubert wrote operas, leader symphonies, but no one really cared. Um, in his 20s, Schubert's music noticeably matured and darkened, and he, complete, he completed a mass in A flat minor and began the symphony in B minor. But he didn't finish it because he got syphilis, and then he died in 1828 at 31, probably a syphilis also. He loved Beethoven, but he was buried next to Beethoven! He got, he got syphilis. He got syphilis. Do you know what? Okay, so fifty-eight <laughs> seconds there. You had a whole I extra second. I was running out. I mean, you were. You were on fifty-eight seconds. That's okay. running out of time. Okay, I could have Go also on. said, and I've written <laughs> verbatim. He wrote loads, comma literally loads. Literally loads uh, of things. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's he. Some cutting inside there. I yeah. mean, I'm, I hope you understood some of that. Just about. The, 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 the main thing to put across was that he did write bloody loads and nobody really took any notice no. until like his mid-20s. And then How he come? died at like 31. It just, it, I think in terms of not being able to be performed and things like this, it was really difficult to perform. Oh, and nothing, no one wanted to publish anything that he made. And um, yeah, but he, and then, oh my gosh. So this unfinished um, symphony that he wrote... Um, which I'll talk about later. Okay, so he's, he stopped writing it because he got syphilis. Okay. Right, it remained unfinished. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> it made me think, like, you know how, um, you know how at work, maybe one of your managers is like, why didn't you finish this report? Like, why didn't you finish this Excel spreadsheet? And you're like, oh, fa- family emergency or, or like plumbing, plumbing emergency. Next time, just be like, like oh, I've got syphilis. Got syphilis. 
They can't say a they're thing. Not, they're not going to check that. <laughs> they're not going to want to check. No. Um, so I think that's a great excuse to stop. To Never not say finish. we don't help you out, listeners. You're we welcome. give you some You're great life advice. Totally so welcome. let's move on from syphilis chat and get on to oh, actually, something that rhymes well, with syphilis chat music chat. Syphilis flat. Syphilis flat. Um, also, we're saying, though, um, Shufik was a massive fan of Beethoven, Aww. which is a nice link. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, he actually, he as you didn't hear, he asked to be buried next to Beethoven, which Aww. I think is adorable. But he was so shy in real life that whenever they passed each other on the streets of Vienna, like he wouldn't really say hello or anything. But he was this like secret massive groupie, which I find adorable. That's so also, sad. did you hear me say that he wasn't five foot tall and his nickname was Little Mushroom? Schwammer. Schwammer. <laughs> I mean, ouch. Wait, what, as, an, as an adult man, he was shorter than five he foot? He was five foot. Can you? He looks little, like a toad, baby, little little, little troll, baby, tiny, little tiny, little mushroom toad. Oh, you're so shy. So, um, bless uh, him. Anyway, lads, right. lads, lads, lads. <laughs> um, the first song we're going to talk about, uh, I bet you're going to know, and I you're going to know it. You're going to know it if you've ever listened to classic FM. I have. Or, once or twice. if you've ever played. Hitman, Blood Money, oh my the video God. game. Because... Video games again. Ave Maria is played in the menu when you see 47, like in his coffin, Agent 47. Have you ever... You've never played no, it? No, I've never played that. Anyway, look, you're going to know this. It was one of the first times I'd heard this song was in that game. Oh anyway. My God. Ave Maria. Uh, Shiva wrote this oh. in 1825. Yeah. Now... Now, I always assume this was just like standard, like religious, yeah. like song that he wrote. Mm-hmm. No. Tell me more. The real name of this song is <coughs> Ellen's Dritte Gesang, yeah. or Ellen's Third Song. Uh-huh. Ellen, Ellen, who's that? You, who's Ellen? you say. A popular TV host with blonde hair from the US. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. He was um, incredibly foresighted. It really had nothing to do with the Roman Catholic prayer at all. It was actually conceived from a poem by Walter Scott, the Lady of the Lake. Did you know this? No. Okay, the context. It was this really old poem, like set in Scotland, and like clans and blah, blah, Google it. Uh, uh, but the context. In-depth research in this, done here. <laughs> Scottish the, clans the and shit, like lochs I'm and bagpipes. It, there's genuinely a lot coming up. Coming okay. up. Oh, I'm excited. Um, anyway, look, the context the of this song. So he, he took the poetry, and Schubert did this a lot. He took um, lovely poems and, and put them to music and sort of leader this German song. Mm. So the context of this song is that the lady, Ellen, is chilling in a with her dad in a goblin's cave. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like sends up a prayer to the Virgin Mary, and she's like, "Oh Mary, you're so beautiful." Oh, so it's like, her prayer. The song is her Maz, prayer. like brows on fleek, like help me out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but anyway, like a gob. Did you hear me say goblin's cave? I heard you say goblin's and cave. And I couldn't believe this because I've sung this song, and every time I've sung it, I've been like, "God, it's so beautiful." Oh, I mean, a- oh my god. So it's a lady like holed up in a goblin's cave, just yeah. being like. I was like, this oh, is yeah. this can't legit be a goblin's cave. Like this must be something. And I checked the poem, and the poem literally says. I'll read it in a Scottish accent. I don't think you should. By but... many a bard in Celtic tongue has Quarnanuriskin been sung, a softer name the Saxons gave and called the grot the Goblin Cave. <laughs> it was legit a Goblin Cave. Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so Shubert wrote seven songs from <laughs> the Lady of the Lake and this was one of them. And uh, it's really... When you imagine the goblins... Don't let it ruin this I, song. I think let's just put all thoughts of goblins out of our heads. I don't think it's essential to understanding the beauty of the piece. But it's good to know that they're... They're there. They're there. They're, they're there over us all. Cheers, guys. Go.
some beautiful beautiful goblin tunes you're not wrong there's some <laughs> beautiful goblin tunes um isn't that i mean i'm sure chrissy heard that before right? yeah it, i like it um that's the maria callas version mm. uh, maria callas is the bomb ave um, maria callas ave, oh no you oh, yeah, i went there no, seriously never do it again um <laughs> now what i have to bring to the listeners attention uh is the fact that when Chris and I began to talk about that classical podcast all those moons ago... When it was but a twinkle in our eyes. Um, one of the first things we talked about was Ave Maria. Because it was twas a song before its time. Um, Chris, tell me this. Yes. <clears throat> Do you know... And don't, don't say the, the answer out loud just yet. Okay. Do you know the actor who played, I think it was Riddick in The Chronicles of Riddick? Uh-huh. And uh, I think he was in Fast and Furious quite a lot as well. Yeah, can, can you, lead, lead you, actor in the Fast him, and Furious franchise. Yeah. Do you have him in your mind? I, I think I do. Is it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's a joke we've been planning for longer than this podcast has been alive. <laughs> I hope you that was Vin Diesel, oh, Vin in Diesel, case you didn't get, get it. it. Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is comedy. That's comedy classical gold. music comedy. Please trying, rate us five stars on really iTunes. Hard. Thanks very much. Anyway, guys, that was uh, Ave Maria, or should I say, Ave Goblin. Ave Goblin. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Yo, uh, uh, yeah. My name is Kelly, and I'm here to say you're listening to that classical po- podcast. <laughs> Time for some more Schubert. Schubert dooby doo doo. Schubert dooby doo. Doo doo. You're the man, Schub. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's time What's for some piece? more Franz. Franzi. Um, the next piece is one the one I talked about earlier. It's the Sif piece. <laughs> it's the uh, unfinished symphony. Because it's an unfinished symphony oh, by Franz. Or you could go there. Hey, Oh, the other oh massive yeah, attack. Yeah, massive attack route, right? Nice, it's nice. not that noto bene, not okay. that. Good to um, know. <laughs> this guy. Um, so, so Schubert wrote this in about 1822. Um, he started writing it in 1822, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't until 1823 that he actually had someone to give it to. He was offered an honorary diploma from um, the Grass Music Society, and again, this he gave it to this society this guy who worked for the society um 
And no one really talked about it. It was like a secret that wasn't even performed for a long it's time. Such a tragic yeah. figure. And then it wasn't even put. It wasn't even published until 1867. Many, well, many years. That's like years. four decades yeah. later. <laughs> oh, um, no. but, but then, of course, when it was, everyone was this like, guy. "Oh, Schubert! Oh, Schubert's so great! Oh, I love Schubert!" But he was dead. By this but point, he was right? dead, mate. He was gone. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Schubert. But I, anyway, the, the third, the the scherzo, the scherzo, 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 thank you. Um, the the unfinished bit. Now there have been certain competitions over the last sort of hundred years, actually, to sort of try and finish it, and a yeah, lot right. of people have. So if you're interested in that, there's loads of alternate versions on on YouTube, actually. So um, oh, yeah, go cool. for it. Go crazy. Um, I really like the first movement, the one I'm going to play. Um, I think it's a nice um, contrast to Ave Maria mm. because when I first listened to it, it sounded really evil. Okay. These like evil cellos you'll hear at the beginning. <sighs> they're really low. And then this kind of, it sounds like it's going to be a really menacing tune. And then it's just, it, it, there's a lot of um, different, feelings I, I think and a lot of different this is Schubert just had so many feelings no, it's, it's really interesting yeah, yeah, there's so yeah. many different moods in this song I hope yeah. you agree um, but let's give it a listen and, and let's see what you think alright let's do it okay It was a good SIF day that day. <laughs> Unfinished symphony. Am I right? Too much, too far. Too much. Um, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it... Speechless. 
<laughs> that it goes um, from, yeah, like you said, the really menacing deep down cellos joking, to yeah. this like weird the cheery moods, waltz in the, the moods middle. change so quickly and just, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's still really cool. I like that about hmm. it. It's that you start listening to it and you think, oh, this is going to be a bit, a bit sort of sad and scary. Oh, bum, bum. And then it's like, but also, can someone help me? Because for the following reason, I think I saw a show some time ago that uses that melody, the and the word cello, in the cello, like this. Am I going crazy? Did I dream this? If you know any TV show that uses that melody, you tell me. Get in touch at that classical you know on Twitter. No, I have no like idea that. what you're on about. Yeah, yeah. But do you recognise that tune? No. Well, I mean, I recognise the tune from Schubert, but I don't yeah. recognise it from <laughs> and the cello. And the cello. You know it's real. Um, but did you enjoy it? You liked it? I did. Big Schubert fan. Big Schubert fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I mostly know him through his like leader and stuff. His slightly more yeah. emo phase. Yeah. But um. Oh, and actually, that is a good point. If you if you want to hear his more emo phase, which <laughs> it's great, listen to um, either Der Doppelganger or Der Wanderer. They yeah. are fantastic. Um, songy songs like sung leader songs yeah oh also Der Jungling on Der Tod the youth and death oh my gosh that's so emo so emo yeah so there's lots to <laughs> lots of research if you enjoyed this so uh, good luck and godspeed that classical podcast this episode of That Classical Podcast is brought to you by our main sponsor, Florian Leonhard Fine Violins. If you're looking to buy a violin, or you need some repairs, some restoration, or a sound adjustment, or you just need a bow hair, pop along to their shops in London and New York and visit www.florianleonhard.com for more details. Christopher Bland! Christopher Bland! Christopher Bland! Christopher Bland! Christopher Bland! <laughs> So as you might have guessed, the, the next composer that we're going to be talking about is Ludwig van Beethoven. And scene. Um, yeah. Beethoven. Uh, Come on, I can't be the only person who called him Beethoven for many, many years. Again, tweet us. We'll plug the Twitter again, <laughs> at that classical. Let us know if you've ever called Beethoven um, Beethoven. But anyway, I'm seriously excited about the next 60 seconds. Oh, God! Um, Christopher, don't let me down. You know what would really make me feel better is if you sang the theme tune. Oh, the 60 seconds. The 60 seconds theme tune, yeah. It's the 60 second. There we go. It's a killer theme tune. Mm. People are going to be singing it all up and down the land. Right, are you ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to three, <gasps> two, one you, and then we're going to just go for it. Okay, I'm ready? ready. So ready. Three, two, one, go. Ludwig van Beethoven, born 1770, died 1827. From early childhood on, he was trained pretty brutally by his dad, who wanted him to emulate Mozart, be a child prodigy, yada yada. He was born in Bonn, moved to Vienna about the age of 22, props hung out with Mozart for a bit, definitely studied with Haydn. Uh, he was a pianist, he was a composer, great, everyone likes him, happy days. 1802, by this point he's age 32, he's going deaf, Ooh. crisis time. Uh, he moves solely towards <laughs> composition at this point, uh, one of the first musicians to do this really. He received a lot of financial backing from the elite in Vienna, a bunch of nobles clubbed together to give him a lifetime fund to stay in Vienna, happy days. 30 um, seconds. Oh, God. Uh, however, drama, internal struggle, he's getting deaf, not so great, leads to more dramatic composing, yada, 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 blah. 
Still composing great stuff, but in about 1818, he can hardly hear, so he shuts himself off from the world. Also, at the same time, the economy's going bad, change of government after Napoleon was defeated, so that he's viewed as a seconds. political threat. So he shuts himself off even more, only produces two major works in the last 12 years of his life. Ten seconds! Uh, he died in 1827 during a goddamn thunderstorm, <laughs> but he was in bed, and we don't really know what illness he died of, but he died during the thunderstorm, and that was it. 58 seconds. Oh. 27 milliseconds. Good to know. That was... <laughs> That's great. He died. Like, yeah, he, he was in bed. Was my favorite bit. <laughs> well, just to like make clear that he wasn't like outdoors he in wasn't, the middle of a thunderstorm. He wasn't. No. Out camping. He was in bed. No fishing. Died of a bed. mystery illness. Well, I mean, we've got some ideas, but no one really knows. Wow, crikey! Wow. So his dad was like a big. Yeah, when he was young. He was so a tiger sort of, dad. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a standard thing that we're finding with lots of composers. They had like incredibly pushy parents forcing them to be I child I mean, that prodigies. has not changed for hundreds and hundreds no, of years, has no. it? No. Um, but yeah, so primarily a composer slash pianist for the first couple of decades, mm. then went super deaf to the point that... Um, Do, is there a reason for him going deaf or was it just like, th- you're deaf now? No, I think it was like, there's a bunch of reasons. Either like he fell over once or he had this habit of like sticking his head in a bucket of water to wake himself up okay, when he was what working. what the hell yeah. is that? There's, there's like a bunch sticking of reasons. Sticking a pencil right in his ear, you know. <laughs> you know, like put his head by exploding bombs sometimes, whatever. <laughs> what yeah, are you going to No do? one really knows, but it sort of degenerated, got worse to the okay. extent that um, his ninth and final symphony uh, during the premiere of that um, the first violin, the concert master, had to like tug his sleeve in between moments because the um, the audience was clapping, like going wild in between movements, and the concert master had to be like, "Yep, they're 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 clapping for you. Don't start playing. No they're still way, clapping." No and you had to turn around to like be able to hear and acknowledge the applause. That's really adorable. But he was like, he but was also profoundly like, deaf. Yeah, he was really <laughs> deaf. Um, but still managed to write some lovely, lovely tunes. Do you know? Sorry, I'm, I've got a lot of questions for you. Um, <laughs> Go for it. How did he hear his own music? Did he? Because didn't he compose? in his head a lot yeah and then... so he didn't really and there's these sort of like I don't know how apocryphal they are there's these stories of him like absolutely thundering away at the bottom end of a piano because um, he could hear lower ends better he couldn't ah, hear treble yeah. so well yeah, yeah. Um, and pupils just like walking past while he was just like slamming away I think he was playing this like really delicate tune oh no that's so and sweet I've, I've read somewhere once that he had like a piece of wood that he put in his teeth like a pencil and then put it that he would rest it against the piano so like the vibrations and you get like the vibration through his skull rather you know than how I saw that it was on How To on CITV. Maybe that's where I that know it from. <laughs> Genuinely. That's very possibly where I know us, it from as well. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, amazing. How, how To if we're still going. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think. No, maybe not. Uh, that's super interesting. Yeah, so the first piece by Ludwig that we're going to talk about today is probably the most famous one, the one that you sang my name to. Oh, yeah. And that is his fifth symphony. Mm-hmm. So we all know. Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Yeah. <laughs> I think let's have a listen. Let's, let's listen to what it actually sounds like. Do. And then let's get into chatting about it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, well, well. Ba 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 ba. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, so that that rhythm is all over the piece, isn't it? It sort of gets passed around through the parts. It's an oh opening. yeah, can't get enough of that. Um, when I was uh, doing some research for this. Oh my god, there is a lot of discussion about how that opening should be played. Controversy, controversy, (laughs) controversy. No, but like, the the amount of words that have been written, I I fell down a real rabbit hole, like, reading all about it. That must have been (laughs) a great Saturday night, Chris. It was wild. Um, Yeah, on like, all the different emphases emphases and how it should be, like... For example. Well, should it be... Or should it be... Or should it, like, slow down? Should it go... Or should it go bum 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 bum? Or should it go Is there any answer that you can give us, or is it gonna be a forever mystery? Well, that's, that's why there's so many discussions. No one no one knows. <laughs> so the the piece we just listened to, the version we listened to, it was the da 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 da. Yeah, it was like equal weight on everything. Got it. Powering through. Right. Um Yeah, anyway, <laughs> this this initial rhythm sort of Gets restated and repeated through everywhere and turns into a melody, mm. as well as the like rhythmic underpinning of it. I just mm-hmm. think it's <laughs> sounded like you were not interested <laughs> at all. No, no, I love it. Um, yeah, I I very much have the opinion that with like lots of classical music, the reason that certain pieces are so well known as to almost become a cliche yes. is because they are that good. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. this is well. Just... I mean, it's amazing because. It's understandable why it's become so well known because you hear that once and, and it is forever <laughs> in your head. You will not it's forget that. There. Watching, yeah. yeah, watching, waiting, and um, with the premiere of this piece, as we're finding is the case with the premieres of lots and lots of pieces. <laughs> Did someone like tap on someone's head in front of them? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not all back. No, it wasn't like the Rite of Spring. It was listening. a bit more like <laughs> if you listen back to episode three, all about the cello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It was a bit like the. Basically, it was just not a very successful premiere. So he did it in a four-hour-long concert, all Beethoven, for four hours. Oh, Liddy. He premiered the Sixth Symphony and the Fifth Symphony in the same concert in this freezing cold concert hall. No way! And it's four hours long. The orchestra had rehearsed the piece once before they performed (laughs) it. And at one point, they played something wrong, so they had to start the movement again. Oh my god, can you imagine being in the audience just like, like face palming your hand through your and head? And they start again. <laughs> so, yeah, inauspicious start, I think. But then obviously, once well, it turned out pretty well, times. didn't it? Yeah. Classical podcast. So, from one very, very well known Beethoven piece to another very, 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 very well known Beethoven Good piece. Now, tell me true. What is it? So I felt a bit bad picking another sort of cliched, super famous Beethoven piece. The problem is, like, the majority of them are quite famous. Well, it's because they're so... Yeah, exactly. He it's really, fine. He cracked out the hits. He did. One by one. <laughs> he smashed them out. Just like... Uh, Not the mode of boundary. Cheryl Cole. <laughs> Carry on. She truly is the Beethoven of our time. <laughs> she... <laughs> um, Continue. So, in... <laughs> I'm trying so hard to like, think of some sort of joke parallel. It's not working. It's fine. Anyway, Moonlight Sonata is yeah. what we're talking about yeah. now. Um, okay, I'll or take it. its actual name, Piano Sonata Number no. Fourteen in C Sharp Minor. Nobody cares. Yeah, lots of musicologists care. <laughs> lots Kelly. of people care. <laughs> <laughs> I care. Um, no, that's great. I love that piece. Really do. Good. Mm. So this was written in 1801-ish. Um, so sort of just about starting to suffer from his sort of ill health. He can still mostly hear. He's so still is he smashing this out on the piano? <laughs> no, I, I 
think he's still he's still alright for this one. Okay. I think he's still okay for this one. And just in case you know, a sonata basically just means a piece. So a sonata is usually for a solo instrument, um, often accompanied by a piano. Obviously, this is on the piano, so basically nice, to accompany nice it with nice. another piano. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, solo <laughs> piano piece is basically what it is. Um, that was succinct. Thanks. <laughs> Carry on. It means piano piece that's for a piano, it's and there's a piece that's for another piano. It's great. It's a piano. Carry on. Let's listen to it. <laughs> depressing (laughs) 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 but in a lovely way in the loveliest most depressing way yeah yeah. um i mean it's a very somber tune doesn't mean it's not wonderful in its own way no i think it's it's really nice so it's um beethoven was sort of one of the the initial composers to move away from capital c classical music towards capital (laughs) r romantic music okay um historical periods rather than yeah you know know yeah um i get you and so, yeah, I, I think it's very nice because it allows for a lot more sort of individual expression, a lot more uh, exploration of the self rather than talking about all these sort of oh, objective aesthetic ideals that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. were around in, in classical music. Do you think that... he got dumped when he wrote that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the equivalent of like Cheryl Cole slash Cheryl Fernandez Fasini? Slash just Cheryl. Slash now. just Cheryl. Um, you know, she just had a breakup. Maybe she's going to write the new yeah. Moonlight Sonata. We've got to fight for this <laughs> love. We've got to. <laughs> I'd buy it. I'd, I'd be I'd there. I'd buy it. No. Cheryl, if you're listening. Good we're, luck. we're happy to work Good with luck you to um, No, I really, I mean, that's fantastic. That yeah. is one of the first pieces I properly learned to play. Uh, 
on the piano. Of Beethoven's, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. He never actually called it the Moonlight Sonata himself. It was this German critic, Ludwig Rellstab, mm. who was the first one to call it the Moonlight Sonata because it reminded him of the moonlight glinting off Lake Lucerne. Oh, stop. Um, but lots of people don't oh, like Lucerne. that at all. all right, yeah. Yeah. Lots of people don't like that. They're like, no, you're an idiot. This is like a funeral march, essentially. Like, yeah. It has nothing to do with happy Bad moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's open to interpretation, I think. Good. It's nice. Mm. It's a very good piece. Das klassische Podcast. So now we know absolutely everything there is to know about <laughs> Beethoven and Schubert. Absolutely everything. <laughs> and Cheryl Of course Cole. we don't. Um, so, <laughs> Slash Cheryl uh, Yeah, sorry. Slash excuse me. <laughs> I think that's, this has been great. I really enjoyed it, actually. Because um, <laughs> as much great. as... No, this, seriously, as much as I have known about Beethoven for as long as I can remember, I actually haven't known about Beethoven. No, yeah, yeah, that's true, I mean? that's true. Um, so yeah, cheers, mate. And thanks for telling me all about the sad little short chubby <laughs> Schwammel. What's his name? Schwammel. Schwammel. Little, little mushroom dude. Uh, um, you're welcome. But um, it all turned around. Well, he's dead now, but it's fine. It's fine now. It's fine. We like him now. Dark. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as always, you can tell us if you have by uh, tweeting us at that classical. Yeah, just at that classical. <laughs> Kelly's so on top of all the social media. Twitter at that classical. Insta. At that classical Insta, you can find us on Facebook with that classical podcast. More than anything, though. Oh, wait, you can email us at that classical email at gmail.com. That's the one you smashed get every it, week. Smashed it, smashed it. But more than that, um, if you would like to leave us a little review, a little five star review, maybe. Little tricky, little tricky reverse. On iTunes, we'd be incredibly grateful. That helps mm. us out a lot. And that's pretty much it. That Thanks is, so much for listening. Folks. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs> we'll see you next Bye. time. Bye. 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 Bye.